did a lot of that for about eight or nine years. 1992, um, Maggie Greenwald was uh, making her third feature uh, called The Battle of Little Joe. And I had no idea. I, I, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I, was, I think I was, on, I was on vacation. I was on a camping trip or something. And I got a call from the producer who I knew, a woman named Brenda Goodman. And uh, she said, uh, you know, you're the last resume in the pile. <laughs> Are you still in the business? And uh, I said, yeah. And she says, well, do you want to, you know, come down and whatnot? So I had a friend go, I remember I had a friend go to my apartment and get, get a bunch of tapes and send it off to Maggie so she could see something. And it was this whole shot in the dark. Just said, just send these six VHSs. Just, and, I, and I met her, and I thought it was a terrible interview. And two days later, I got the job. And I didn't realize how big of a film it was going to be for me until probably until about the day I left to do the job. We, we cut in Montana well for 10 weeks, and then we came back to, to New York. And um, at some point uh, later in the cutting, when everything was kind of when the dust was sort of settling and we were wrapping it up, she kind of she finally kind of confessed why she hired me because I really could never figure out why she, why she did hire me because it was a pretty good budget. She could have hired, had a lot of people, uh, like everyone in town had met on the job. And, you know, and uh, I found out all this later. You know, I was sort of oblivious. And uh, she just said, what she, she just said was, uh, well, you know, all, that, all those films that you made, um, they're, they're terrible, Keith. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know it's, they're hard to turn off. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, it's not because, like, the directors were good or the scripts were good. It, it must be the editing. And, um, you know, you could just move a story along, and that's all I, that's, you know, that's what she wanted. Um, and that's all she admitted to wanting anyway. But that's all she wanted, and, um, and, and that's kind of, kind of how, how I got really, really going and how I really, at that point, really hung the shingle. I mean, it was after that film was finished where I could say that, if I was in a party or a dinner or meeting people in the street and they asked what I did, I could say I was an editor and not feel like I'm kind of like pulling their leg a little bit or kind of having them on a little bit because, well, I am an editor, by the way. I'm an assistant editor and I, and I do commercial work. And, but, you know, <clears throat> but I really felt like this is what I do now. Um, film was cut on film. It was cut on film as long as before it happens. Uh, Seen uh, 92. Um, they shot a ton of material. The first cut of the film was um, well over four and a half hours long. Uh, there's a picture of me somewhere, me and the assistant at the screening room in Tadio with um, 30 reels of 35 millimeter film and sound. It was standing up to, up to here in the projection booth about to, about to start screening. And we brought it down to two hours even. Um, Basically, a uh, kind of example of uh, process uh, on this, and it's probably like the classic example of how I how I work um, and how I, I still work to this day was um, I mean Maggie basically you know she she shot this material. Uh, Declan Quinn was the director of photography, great great DP, and also involved uh, Buddy Joe Hooker, who's a legendary Hollywood stunt guy. Um, he's done a million movies, and he's the guy who takes the fall at the end. Um, where they really sort of blocked it out. Um, but, and, uh, you know, when it came time to, for me to cut it, I just, uh, 
I just talked with Maggie about it briefly, and uh, she just basically said, um, "All right, now it's your turn. It's your turn to really do something with this because you know you cut all your horror movies and your action films. So so go do something, and um, I'll see you tomorrow." Um, process is just my process on material like this is I just tend to. Um, shut out the world, and um, I, I, I insist on, I have one of two CDs that I play, which is sort of my background track. It's kind of maddening for assistance, but they don't have to be in the room while I'm playing them. I play Indian Morricone Film Music Volume 1 or Film Music Volume 2, uh, which kind of shuts out everything and just puts me in a world, uh, kind of just in a world which is just flickering images. It just makes me feel like um, I'm just in the world of the movie, um, even if the film's not a Western. It's just, I'm, I'm just kind of like in this.